Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Heaven and hell are a couple of strange words, aren't they? I remember when an ice cream company brought out a new ice cream covered in chocolates and nuts and everything, and the brand name they gave this ice cream was Heaven on a Stick. I mean, and that's an old expression, isn't it? We've been talking about that for ages. You say something's really nice, you say, oh, terrific, mate, it's heaven on a stick. I just think we've got weird ideas, the way we use these words heaven and hell. You know, something goes wrong, you drop your spanner on your toe and you say, oh, hell. Well, the words have got bigger meanings than that. And in our series, Journey Towards God, which is coming towards a close, we're going to talk about those two words tonight. First, heaven. If you look up the word heaven on the internet, you'll find thousands of sites with that word in their title. You know, there's Programmers Heaven and Jazz Lovers Heaven and the Harley Davidson Heaven and so on. Thousands of them. And it shows that everyone knows what the word means. Heaven means as good as it gets. It means better than you can imagine. Heaven sounds almost too good to be true. It's better than a mouse getting locked in a cheese processing plant. Heaven is better than a beggar inheriting a million dollars. Heaven is better than a lazy person finding a job as a mattress tester. Heaven is better than winning the Nobel Prize. Better than a gold medal at the Olympics. It's better than falling in love with a wonderful person who falls in love with you. It's better than getting that dream job that you've wanted all your life. Better than graduating top of the class. And we're talking here about the real heaven. And it's far better than any earthly joy can ever be. Our minds can't begin to comprehend a perfect environment where we'll be united with God and with his people in perfect, rewarding, satisfying relationships and no longer have to endure the struggles of life. We just can't imagine that. What will heaven be like? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us much. But it does tell us a little about our eternal existence with God. After he creates the new heaven and the new earth, there will be no more sorrow, tears, pain or death and no more evil. What a wonderful future that will be. Who will be there? Well, God will be in heaven, of course, as its primary focus. Jesus, God's one and only Son, will be there as the rescuer and ruler of all those humans who make it. With him will be all the old believers from throughout the centuries, all those who've trusted Jesus and turned from their way to his way and placed their lives in his hands. The Bible uses images, metaphors to describe heaven, and the most common one is the image of the banquet, the giant barbecue. The great feast. Heaven will be our little beauty. And then there's hell. The other side of the coin, the bad news. The first reaction to bad news is often a refusal to accept it. A person who's told they have a terminal illness, for example, may go through a stage of denial before they come to terms with reality. It's the same with grieving. The first stage of mourning, grieving for many people, is simply to find it hard to believe their loved one really is dead, has really gone. Many react to the bad news about hell in a similar way. They feel it's just too awful to be true. They think God is too loving to create such a place. They say eternal punishment, based on a relatively brief lifespan, is like sentencing a person to the electric chair for a parking ticket. Why would a good and loving God do that sort of thing? We must not underestimate the seriousness of rejecting God. It's not merely a matter of doing something a little wrong and having God overreact, the sin we commit by rejecting him is a monstrous crime. For instance, the Bible says, 
the anger of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of those who by their wickedness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. The part of the Bible that tells me that is Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. It is a crime so great that the only way God could rescue us from its penalty was to sentence his own son to die in our place, on our behalf. It's only as we realize the significance of the death of Jesus that we begin to realize the immensity of our guilt before God. Furthermore, the fact is that each and every one of us will admit we're not perfect. Well, God demands perfection. God says he wants perfect. That's what God is. God is perfect. It's what God requires. God requires perfect. And the simple fact is we don't measure up. The Bible says God loves righteousness and justice. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is Psalm 33, sentence 5. He can't ignore wrongdoing. He won't tolerate imperfection. To see his justice brought to completion, God had to create a place called hell. What will hell be like? As with heaven, the Bible gives us only general descriptions of what hell will be like. The essence of hell is separation from God. Some people want to believe that Jesus is so loving and merciful that he would never send anyone to a place like hell. But when Jesus taught, he spoke more about hell than did anyone else ever. Jesus described hell as a place of fire, a place separated from God's presence, a place of darkness, a place of weeping. So why not, why not annihilation? Why not just wipe us out? Would God be any less just, some people ask, if he simply ended the existence of the wicked after they're judged and found guilty? Well, perhaps not. But the terminology of the Bible clearly says that hell, like heaven, is a real place and will exist and will not be empty for all eternity. When the Bible uses words like cut off, death, destruction, perish, it does not mean the extinction of the soul. It means the awfulness of total separation from God. People who ignore God in this world just don't understand how awful it would be, will be, to be totally separated from God. That's because God has not entirely deserted this world, even though so many people in it ignore him and refuse to have anything to do with him. God is still present in this world, offering forgiveness and restitution and new life. And because God is involved in this world, this world remains a mixture of good and bad. But hell is a place from which God withdraws entirely his presence. That means hell is like this world with all the good bits cut out. Like this world with only the bad bits. Only the painful, horrible, ugly things left. What about purgatory? Some people believe that even those who are saved by God's generosity will endure some sort of hell, in inverted commas, before they enter heaven. They, they say, these people say, that prayers for the dead, acts of devotion, gifts of money to the church, help shorten a person's stay in purgatory. Well, the fact is, there is absolutely no support in the Bible for this view. The Bible says nothing of the sort. In fact, this view insults the power and effectiveness of the death of Jesus on the cross by implying that he did not fully and completely rescue people. He did. So there's no purgatory. You're either sunk, you're in hell, or you're properly rescued. There's no halfway house. Now, who will be there? Who will be in hell? 
only the worst the worst people in humanity will they be the only ones there you know people like hitler judas jezebel child molesters murderers rapists drug peddlers are they the only ones in hell no most people like to believe they are not bad enough to go to hell they like to think that when god balances their good deeds against their bad the good will outweigh the bad and they'll go to heaven but that's not what the bible says it tells us everyone has fallen short of god's entrance entrance requirements said he wrapping his tongue around it everyone has fallen short of god's entrance requirements the bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god the bit of the bible that tells me that is romans chapter 3 and sentence 23 no one has the proper passport to get through heaven's gates on their own only those who have personally trusted jesus to restore their friendship with god to forgive them and bring them safely home will escape hell those who heard this news but scoffed at it as well as those who never searched out the truth that their consciences spoke to them about they will be there jesus said enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction and there are many who take it for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few that find it you'll find those words in matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 the citizens of hell will be those who've taken the broad road the road that deceives travelers into a false sense of security hell is a difficult topical to talk about difficult to think about even so it is a reality in his teaching jesus often pointed to hell's terrors with one hand or pointing to the joys of heaven with the other he said we will all go to one place or the other there is no escape we can't straddle the fence we can't wait to make a decision until after we've passed through death's door the bible doesn't allow us to believe in some sort of second chance for those who reject jesus in this life in this world now true it would be very nice to believe that everyone will eventually be in heaven but that is not what the bible says will happen yes according to the bible hell is real this thought should cause us to make sure of heaven for ourselves and to help others escape from hell okay here's our thought for the night from matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 jesus said enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction and there are many who take it for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few who find it until monday night at this time thanks for your company i'm kel richards bye for now we hope you enjoyed this fm 103.2 podcast to listen to more great audio visit fm1032.com.au